What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Slavic Bros Podcast. My name is Tyler, and this is my good buddy, Austin. What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing today? Today, we are actually going to be freeballing this whole podcast. We honestly were like, you know what? We're going to take a break from the norm. And so we have like a whole variety of things we're going to talk about. Uh, it's kind of just going to be pretty organic, not super structured. So if we're all over the place, forgive us on that. But it'll be pretty chill this time around. I know for me, one thing I actually want to talk about is Prigozhin. That dude just got completely iced not too long ago. Um, yeah, and I'll be talking um, about this and also about the upcoming Slovak elections that are apparently are so scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, so... I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure everybody will probably agree that they're they're pretty surprised that Prigozhin made it this long. I mean, Putin said it himself. Uh, and, and I guess don't quote me. I don't really give a shit if I quote Putin or not, you know, correctly because uh, fuck him. But uh, <laughs> so he, he says it along the lines of like, what is it? Betrayal is like the only thing he like does not forgive more or less. Right. And. When, when, like, when you see that, it's kind of a miracle that he even made it as far as he did. He made it exactly two months, mind you. He, he literally got shot down on the two-month anniversary of his whole, like, little coup thing. And <laughs> and, then, and then he's going on being like, I did not know it was it, it, it happened. No, it was not me. And, uh, and he's going on, like, live TV talking about how Prigozhin's his friend and whatnot and, like, how he's going to launch an investigation uh, about who did it, and you know, spoiler alert, it was me. And uh, I, 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 just, I, I, I'm not sure if like the Russian people are like taking this Kool Aid, or if they're just like you know, like whatever. We know it's him, but we can't do anything. I, 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 I don't even know what to, what to say to that because like the whole thing is just wow. What the fuck? Like it was crazy. What, what do you think about it, Austin? I just don't even know what to believe when it comes to Russian, what's even going on in Russia anymore? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like I, I thought this guy was going to take Moscow and it was going to be like a coup. And the next thing I know, he's exiled to Belarus. Then he's assassinated. Wait, was he assassinated? Or was that fake news too? I don't even know. <laughs> Dude, I don't think really anybody will ever truthfully know. Um, <laughs> It's just one of those things you're like, wow, like that happened because the whole situation is just all over the goddamn place. I'm not I, I wasn't surprised when, when I heard the news, like I said, but like, damn, like you don't, you don't really know what to believe. And like, that's one of the few things like I can't get accurate, like information on because like I follow certain telegram channels that have like information passing out of Russia. So like I see, especially when it pertains to like, you know, the Ukraine war. I see a lot of stuff that pops out of there and a lot of it's pretty nasty, gory stuff and whatnot, but it's still like accurate things. Cause you know, over here in the West, whether we like it or not, like it's, it's always one thing I, I never understood is like, you know, learning in school, they always like talked about like, Oh, uh, you know, we're supposed to have like free independent news in this country. And that's how we're different from Russia. And it's like bullshit. Our news is propaganda as fuck. And like over here, it's it's just the same thing. It's propaganda, but we're like pro Ukraine. You always hear about how well Ukraine is doing, and like I hope they are. I really hope they're doing well. But if the news was right about everything they said, 
you'd have to wonder how the hell hasn't Ukraine overwhelmingly won the war yet? And, you know, like they say the most outlandish shit on there. And like they put the Russians down. It's like, well, they're not, they're clearly not gone yet. But like, anywho, like I see a lot of stuff that comes out of there, but it's just straight propaganda. And that's, this whole situation is just so weird because there's not enough about this. Like even our news can't even put proper propaganda on it. Aside from the obvious that Putin killed him. I, yeah, so Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong. Prigozhin died in a plane crash, right? That we're pretty sure was an assassination. Is that it, correct? It, it okay. basically the footage I, I have seen of it um, is very limited. There's been like a couple people that recorded it on like cameras, like phone cameras, and like legitimately, it's just like you see this thing like straight up dropping. It's like it's like a goddamn weight just dropping from the sky. And it's just like, you know, it got hit by something in the air. I'm not sure if I got hit by something or something on board detonated or what. But that thing just drops like a goddamn anvil. And then, the, like, you see the crash site. And it's just, like, completely in flames. Um, and weirdly enough, that crash site was cleaned up like that. Like, it was gone. And... um they they like they were like oh Prigozhin is dead. They confirmed that super fast. And at first it was like a weird offshoot of like the Wagner um Wagner groups. Like I'm not even sure what the fuck to call them because like I don't even know if they were like their official media or whatnot. But then like later on they got confirmation he was dead. Um, but then they bulldozed the entire area. They like cleared it off and like tried to make it seem like nothing happened. And I'm like that is so weird. Yeah, know. you know, Russia has a talent for assassinating people via plane crashes. You would think if they're going to assassinate, I mean, we had the Polish. Oh my God, uh, yeah. Former Polish, uh, former Polish leaders were assassinated that way as well. Yeah. Uh, like, if you're going to assassinate someone, why don't you make it more epic? You know, like <laughs> 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 this is just like you know, this is just the weakest way to assassinate someone. <laughs> like a bomb go off on a plane. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Back, back up. I gotta put that on a shirt now. I gotta add that to your thing. If you're going to assassinate someone, why don't you make it more epic? God damn <laughs> Wait, wait, so so hold up. What what is that? What is epic assassination like encompass? Like you're in like a high speed car chase, like shooting people and stuff, or like what? I mean some Prigozhin was in Moscow and he was negotiating with Putin or whatever whenever they negotiated. As soon as he steps out, take him out. Done right there. I don't know if that's that's epic or not. Like that, that's just kind of that'd be sad, dude. Like, like you know, it's it's bad enough when the Russians like their classic method has just been like push somebody out a window. But like, I, I feel like this is kind of like a step up for the Russians compared to their normal thing. I know an epic type of assassination, okay. defenestration. Like you said, throwing somebody out the window. Czechs are good at that. But the Russians they are doing that. They did that a couple times. They, they got mad and they just threw someone out the window out, out of Prague Castle and they died. What? That's boring, dude. That, that, no. Nah, man. Dude, the Poles would find a much better way. Like, I don't know. You get like like a dump truck just puts a shit ton of potatoes on your car and crushes or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Bob says angry. Don't question it. But, uh... <laughs> I mean... I guess if you want a really epic assassination, you can be like a, a car chase out of Moscow. But I mean, let's be real. That, that, that's not going to happen. But like, I mean, to me, it, it just costs a lot of money to like make a plane go down, a lot of manpower. Like I'm sure someone planted the bomb in that plane. 
They yeah. may have been in the plane with them, the one who planted the bomb, and then he died with it goes in. Wouldn't it be just so much easier just to throw him out the window or just shoot him after the negotiation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it was weird, too, because he was coming from Africa going back to Moscow. And so and my, my thought process was, was, like, that's personal, right? Like, that's super personal that, like, you probably had to order that to go off. So in my mind, I, I personally think that was a very personal attack. Whereas like in Africa, you probably could have just gotten like, I don't know, literally anybody to get an AK and just, you know, shoot you or whatnot, or some dude to like detonate off like a suicide vest or something. You know, there's God knows how many terror groups down there right now and people that would be willing to shoot a dude for money. So that, that could have happened a variety of different ways. And they chose that. So I think it's a little personal, um, but that's just me, and I don't think we're ever going to truly know the details of what happened. That's just kind of how how it was, like the full details. It's it just crazy. Um, it don't make guess, sense to me because he was in Belarus in exile. Why was he going back to Moscow? Like it just it seems so strange. It's, you know? it's weird. Yeah, no, no, it was weird. And apparently there was a second plane. So that's opening that up to like so many conspiracy theories that like maybe he like like I've heard. I've already heard one time that like he could have faked his death, but I'm like, no, no, because apparently the other plane touched down in Moscow and it's a plane registered to Prigozhin, but I, he was not on said plane. And that whole thing, like, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to buy into that. I think that Putin would have iced that guy. I mean, he's pretty good at tying up loose ends. So, um, I don't know. You, you don't, you don't, you don't fuck with Putin, but, uh, and that's another thing too. So I've talked about uh, a different guy before, fucking uh, Ramzan uh, Kadyrov, Kadyrov, however you pronounce that, that shitbag's name, over in Chechnya. So that guy, he's been like a loyal Putin, to like, you know, follower, whatever you want to call him. He's, he's just like, you know, a horrible dude that just is a, just an enforcer, whatever Putin says, kind of, kind of disrespecting his own heritage because he's Chechen. And the Chechens had a hell of a time against the Russians, and they faced they, – they were the victims of so many war crimes, crimes against humanity. The list goes on, and Katarov is basically just perpetuating it. And he, he lets the Russians do whatever. This guy, like, literally a couple days ago put up this huge thing about, like, this speech sounded so forced. It, it, it's crazy. Like, it sounded almost like he was borderline scared that uh, about how, how he, like – how he owes his life not once but two times to Vladimir Putin or Vladimir Vladimirovich is what he said. And um this crazy thing about how he's like the hero and that he how how he only listens to God and to Putin. And I'm like, well, that's a little interesting. But um yeah. Sounds like somebody's scared now that, that Prigozhin got iced. Maybe he's scared he might be next if he, you know, he messes up. Yeah, like if he tries to stage some kind of like revolt, because yeah. the way he came into power is, I think his dad was a leader of the Chechen revolt, and then yep. him and Putin negotiated, and Putin was like, "I'll give you full autonomy. I'll let you have an Islamic state within Russia as long as you don't like have a war and try to leave the Russian Federation yep. and have full self governance." I mean, I think it's so bad and like so like you know, radical Islamic there that like most Russians, if not all, have left, and it's only really like Chechens that are living. Chechens and other Muslim people that are down for such a governing style that live in Chechnya now. Um, and Putin's allowed that. As long as he doesn't revolt. 
Yeah. There, there's still a lot of extremists that like live there. And like the crazy thing is that like I can sense there's a lot of fear. Prigozhin was a dude that had a private army, right? He was a dude that like, you know, he fought and he, his, his dudes were out there fighting and all that, trying to accomplish the goals. Look at Kadarov. This guy also has a private Chechen army. And now he, like, the thing about, like, Wagner is that their loyalties were questioned for obvious reasons. They, you know, attempted a coup. And um, now Kadarov assembled, you know, his, all of his forces and did this huge speech. That's giving, like, a message that, like, one, he's scared, but two, he's trying to reinforce. He's like, hey, hey, unlike Prigozhin, I'm loyal. I, I, uh, I'm not going to, you know, stage a coup to Moscow. I, I'm, I'm here for you. My troops and myself are here for you. And he even said himself, he was like, I would die for Vladimir Putin. So he's really trying to draw out this, like, dramatic effect of, like, I am loyal. I owe not not my only my life, like, once but twice. And I would also lay down my life for Vladimir Vladimirovich. And I'm like, well, you know, there, there's, there's definitely fear there or something. I mean, also, Katerov kind of sucks a lot, and I, I believe that he is just some shitty rapscallion that, that listens to whatever put, you know, Putin says, but uh, I don't know. The, the, the whole, whole thing is just wild. I don't understand why they're so scared of Putin either, because, like, my understanding was that, like, Prigozhin and his Wagner group were, like, the bread and butter of the Russian military. Like, the rest of the Russian military was weak and not very effective, but, like, this group of mercenaries was well-disciplined and they yeah. were the ones doing a lot of like the dirty work. So, Discipline. is the Russian military not as weak as they say, or what is going on? And also, like now that the Wagner group is out, why is Ukraine not making more progress in countering the Russians? Dude, that that's that, that honestly, that's a topic for a whole different thing. And there's a lot of reasons. Um. <laughs> The thing about Wagner, I would not call them disciplines per se. I would just say that they're like combat tested. They've been mm-hmm. at the front lines for like a while, so they understand stuff. They're not very disciplined. They they listen to Prigozhin, and he was their Vladimir Putin. Like they like listened to him because a lot of Wagner, like the Wagnerites, they were like prisoners that have been like away in these like horrible Russian prisons for like a long, long time. This guy was giving him freedom and he was giving him a paycheck. So it's like, wow, that's that's a hell of a lot more than they had before living in this basically former gulag in the middle of central Russia. So they they looked at him and they're like, wow, not only am I getting paid, like I'm out here doing stuff and I, I can probably like I can I might live through this. I might even be regarded as a hero um, and I might be freed just because of this one man. So they had a lot of loyalty for Prigozhin. And this was personal now that he's gone. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're just very battle-tested troops. But, yeah, no. Um, I guess, like, earlier you, you, you mentioned – I guess I'm, I'm trying to segue out of that. Um, earlier you mentioned Slovak elections. That's been on my mind this whole time. Do you want to elaborate? Because I haven't heard a single thing about this. I'm curious now. Well, so in Slovakia, there's an election that will be coming in late September where it is likely that a populist guy, Robert Fico, who is pro, I don't know that he's pro-Russian, although the liberals like to say that he is, he is projected to win. 
And they are saying that it's going to become like Hungary and so regressive and backwards. Mm. And let's digest this a little bit. <laughs> I don't think Robert Fizzo will be like Viktor Orban, to be honest. I do think he's a populist and like an opportunist. And I don't like him, but I don't think he is as bad as the liberal media and especially the Czech media are saying. I mean... Let, let me just segue briefly into some of the comments I've been getting from Czechs recently about how Slovakia is all of a sudden so pro-Russian. They're like 30% of the population is pro-Russian, whereas only 15% of the Czechs are. And that's apparently such a big deal. <laughs> or that now the Czechs and the Poles are Central Europeans and the Slovaks are Eastern Europeans. <laughs> like because of an election... All of a sudden, Slovakia is no longer central, it's eastern. And I even had someone say that genetically, Czechs <laughs> get some ridiculous messages. Slavic bros get some ridiculous messages, so don't be one of these people, please. I, I got a message from somebody who said that <clears throat> Slovaks are more genetically Eastern European and Czechs and Poles are more genetically similar, and that's completely false. That's false as hell, yeah. Uh, Slovaks and Czechs are almost identical genetically. Yeah those that do not know um and central europe is a region there is no becoming eastern european like you're in it there is no leaving central europe it is a region right. it's not a mentality it is not based of how western you are how pro eu how pro russia your leadership is it's a region and the czech republic just recently got a pro-russian a so-called pro-russian president milos zeman out of office so i don't know why this is yeah. This is such a meme at this point. This pro-Russia versus anti-Russia. And to be honest, I think a lot of like the mainly it is elderly people who support Robert Fico, the guy who's projected to win the Slovak election as prime minister. I forgot to mention he'll be winning as prime minister. It's elderly pensioners supporting him. And to be honest, <laughs> well, I, I don't like that they're that they're not very smart and they can't see that he's just taking advantage of them. I have to say, I think they do realize that this is just a meme at this point. This whole <laughs> pro-Russia versus pro-Central Europe thing. It's just a meme, and they're fed up with it. So they're voting him. Um, so I think that Slovakia will, will be a little bit less... At best, Slovakia is going to be a little bit less willing to devote money to Ukraine now. Under the previous administration, they were very much wanting to give Ukraine money, like Czechs and Poles are. I think at best, now they'll be wanting to downgrade that. But I don't project a very major foreign policy turn within the country. Hmm. I think it's just a battle of words, and um, a battle, and it's a battle of words that some very elitist people with elitist vibes like to get involved in, and I don't like it. Hmm. I, I think that's funny. You said it's a bunch of elderly pensioners that are voting them. And like in my mind, I, I'm just thinking of like a bunch of people voting in like Mitch McConnell and Diane like Feinstein. But like over there, they're just sitting there like yeah. space the hell out. Um, and it, it is ones that are more influenced by Russian propaganda, which is has become kind of problematic in Slovakia because they, the Russians essentially in Slovakia, they take information that is true, and they twist it. Like, you know, 
let, 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 let's say someone is proud of their Slavic heritage or they're proud of like connections to other Slavic countries or they they may like Russian culture. Well, the Russian propaganda takes that kind of sentiment and twists it to where these people become pro-Putin and feel like he's defending Slavic values from a crooked and demoralized West. And Prague is an excellent example of what that what that looks like today. I mean, didn't they do the same damn thing in World War One with Serbia? They were like, oh, you guys are harassing the, the ethnic Slavs and we're the savior of Slavic culture and all that. We're the guardian of all Slavs. And they got into World War One. It's like, come on, dude, stop with this bullshit. You're not the protector of Slavs. You're the you're the, the thing hindering Slavs at this point. You shouldn't even regard the Slavic at this point. I mean, God damn. Yeah, like they need to. I don't understand why people are so dumb to fall for such propaganda, especially when we see how weakened Russia is now. Like, why do you actually think they're that strong? So I think I think the pro any pro Russian people are dumb. Um, However, I do understand a sentiment of feeling left behind and a sentiment of being very mad at liberal leaning and more elitist circles in Bratislava and Prague. Because they exist and they also make me mad. Um, it reminds me <laughs> of how people in the northern U.S., like D.C. and Philadelphia and New York, used to look down on people in the south and say we're a bunch of hillbillies. It's exactly what it sounds like, and I don't like it at all. It's it's. I don't know how you could say you're a sophisticated Western country when you're stuck in a 1950s mentality like that. <laughs> sophisticated whole. <laughs> you know, these people in Prague and Bratislava that are so elitist, they're so sophisticated, all right? They might be sophisticated for 1990s standards, but certainly not for 2020s standards. I mean, they're kind of redefining that anyways. They're, they're, they're kind of making like a mold that it like, I don't know. The thing I don't like about it all is like it's very black and white is what they're trying to do. Um, it's like you're either with us or against us. And I think that just opens shit up to a lot of problems um and i'm sure that's something you're probably realizing too and it's like they're trying to at least how it sounds correct me if i'm wrong it kind of sounds like you're either like morally like right or else you're just like an awful person and so there's like no gray area and so you're not really like able to have like your own opinions like either jump on like the overwhelmingly like bend over and you know support ukraine and like the west and all that and bend over for the west or else like you're absolutely just like the worst thing on the face of the planet yes it is very black and white it's gotten to where it's like they the ones in one camp think the other camp is just totally wrong like i have a slovak friend who like was saying that he his um grandparents are dumb and like he doesn't want to associate with them because that they support um robert fizzo and I'm like, that's not very respectful to your family. Like you want to, you, know, you think that you just want to call your family dumb because they support someone different than what you, you like. That's not very respectful. And then it's just like, he's like, oh, if you're not pro-NATO, you're an idiot. And I mean, and I'm like, well, maybe you ought to start having, a, if I'm like, why do you think they're an idiot? Why don't you talk to them and explain to them why not supporting NATO could be a bad thing? Like maybe instead of just saying you're an idiot, start talking. Um, and this is not just a problem in Slovakia, it's also a problem in Czech Republic, too. And to be frank, I'm sick of reading about it. That's that's also like a giant American problem. Like that's the first thing that popped into my mind here. And I'm sure there's a lot of Slavic Americans, just Americans in general, that can relate to that. 
Um, I know a lot of youth that are like, oh, I don't like my uh, my family because of this reason or that reason or who they voted for. And it's like, dude, get the fuck over it. Like, come on. It is, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I come from a family. Everybody's voting for different people and stuff. Um, I vote differently from my sister. That's okay. You know, it is what it is. Exercise your right. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really getting that whole thing. It just sounds like that person you're on about is just a, a giant baby. Yeah, and even funnier, I have another funny thing to share. So um, a clip of Slavoj Žižek. Is that his name, Slavoj Žižek? Yeah, Slavoj Žižek, a Slovenian social scientist who is very dramatic, um, made it to Czech and Slovak TikTok, where he was saying that in Ljubljana, the river in Ljubljana is, is officially the border between the Balkans and civilized Central Europe, where in civilized Central Europe, women are abused and treated badly, but don't like it. But in the Balkans, they're abused and treated badly and like it. He's known for quite colorful and strange language. And, and really, it was a way to criticize this whole notion of like the Balkans being so backwards and Central Europe being so civilized and like a bacon of civilization. And then I was looking at the comments and they were absolutely ridiculous, the majority of them. One of them was like, Slovakia, we're on the way to being a Balkan country. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, like I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So, sometimes I, I just read comments and I, especially with one of the Slavic countries. And I'm just like, dude, I, I don't know. I, I find it hard to understand a lot of folks. I think that's partially kind of why, like, like you and I kind of sort of switching to more of like the Slavic American perspective on things. Cause like, I, I don't know. We, we've just been, been stumped to just some of the stuff with, like that these Slavs, the, the length that they go to, to, to just not appear Slavic or to just appear like to, to the exact opposite of like what they are, the exact opposite of like what we're trying to highlight here. <laughs> yeah. And it comes from, it comes, it's, comes from many different levels i mean it comes from like kids on tiktok and instagram saying dumb things that just baffle you and it even comes from high up levels like you know politicians even like way up and i'll tell you what like i don't want to segue too much but i'm gonna say this like to these checks that think that like slovakia is becoming a balkan country or like they're so much more sophisticated than slovaks i tell you what like the Texas Czech community or what remains of us, we're starting to look towards Slovakia as an example because like we can relate more to them. Like, you know, the Christians like we are and like they're just more into the culture. So like. <laughs> yeah. I guess my point with that is like, I'm just so tired of this elitism that comes in this whole black and white way of thinking when it comes to like, you know, West versus East and not being able to just define yourself as your own region. And it's gotten so bad that, like, they have been checked. And I'm not trying to roast checks in this, but I kind of am. I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> been checked, oh, no. They, they have been Czech, like, leaders who have come to Czech American events and ma made fun of it. The Slovak ambassador is showing up at Czech American events, but the Czech ambassador isn't. Kind of weird. Oh. No. No. Wait, wait, wait. Have have you have you seen that before? Like, what was that? Was that the embassy when you're up at a uh, DC? Yeah, like recently, I noticed that the Czech, the Slovak ambassador went to a major Czech American festival. Where the Czech ambassador was not there. The Czech oh. consulate 
check diplomat at the consular office in Chicago oh. did go, but I mean, you're they're, they're making fun of Slovaks, and it seems like the Slovaks seem to really value Czech Americans more than they do. And I'm sorry if that's a hot take, but I'm just saying what I've noticed. Yeah, dude, Jesus, Ran- random, random hot take here, but um. Do you remember going to the uh, was it was it the Czech embassy or was it the Czech consulate or uh, up in DC was it Georgetown and uh, the uh, I remember like the poll like there was like, the Slovenians were there the uh, the Poles were there I remember the Poles had more stuff about like their culture than the Czechs did at their own event yeah it was ridiculous and it was that was like that Czechs, was wild Czechs Slovaks both performed very poorly at the event. Slovenians did decent. Yeah, they did, which was was kind of odd. It was cool to see. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was kick-ass as hell, but, like, I just thought it was weird how, like, the polls, it wasn't even their event, and, like, it almost felt like, in a way, it was almost, like, kind of hijacked by them just by, like, the sheer nature of, like, the lengths of stuff that they brought and, like, the lengths they went to to make their culture known and stuff there compared to with the Czechs at their own event. Yeah, the Czechs did have some stuff at that event. I just don't feel like it, it wasn't. That I feel like the Poles, like like they were always kind of just with their little booths, and like the Poles just had like the biggest booth, and like they were the most engaging. Like the yeah. Czechs, just like I, I don't feel like they had very good materials to present. So, like they did have pamphlets about like Czech culture and like Czech tourism, but like they just wasn't. It didn't really grab you like the Polish booth did. Right. I thought it was cool still nonetheless, but um no, definitely like the polls really took that shit and ran with it. But uh which is cool for me, but I mean just for the event, you're like, god damn dude. It's it's like it's if the cool. US it's like if the US had an event and like Mexico overshadowed us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. It's good for the polls. It's 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 bad on the Czechs and the Slovaks both. And this and I could write a research paper linking this mentality of like not wanting to project yourself and not feeling pride in your country with this current dynamics going on in both countries, like this black and white type mentality of not of right and wrong and Russia versus the West, not wanting to actually stand up for your own culture and feeling like it's an extension of one or the other. They're, they're all linked. Hmm. Dude, not even a lot. I feel like we probably have a good couple like topics we could, like legitimately expand on on just their own podcasts like on a different date from from this from from just just sheer rambling (laughs) and random bullshittery but um that being said guys don't want to drag this on too much this was just a really like fun little thing we decided to do um just kind of go on talk about random things and uh talk normally rather than have like a little bit of pre-scripted thing for you guys so Definitely let us know if you like it. Let us know if you want to see more. And uh, thank you all for coming. Austin, you got anything to say? Thank you all for coming. Dovidenia. Also, make sure to wish Austin a uh, – how, how do I even say that? Like a good luck, I guess. <laughs> good luck in, in, in his move. He's actually uh, moving away from Florida. And unfortunately, he's not coming back to Virginia, which is some class A bullshit. So, That's a Texas, baby. I can't wait to be back. <laughs> Yeah, make sure to wish him some good luck and thank you guys for coming and Dovey Zenia.